Welcome to the Level Up English podcast, the best place to come to practice the English language, learn about the British accent and culture. With me, your host, Michael Lavers. Hello and welcome to the Level Up English podcast. How are you all doing? I hope you're having a good week so far and I hope your English studies are going well. This podcast is brought to you with the help of italki. Italki is a language teaching website and a language learning website. So this is where you can go to get some online English lessons from professional teachers or have casual conversation practice. Because you are a listener to this podcast, if you follow my special link, you can get $10 for free once you sign up. So to claim your $10, you can go to the website levelupenglish.school forward slash free. levelupenglish.school slash free. Go for that link and claim your $10 and support this podcast. If you're new to the podcast, you might also not know that I do a transcript. So if you want to see what I'm saying, while I'm saying it, read along to this podcast and improve your vocabulary. Then you can check out the link in the podcast description or find it over on the website as well. And the final piece of housekeeping, we could say, the final piece of news to get to before I jump into today's topic are reviews. So I've got some nice reviews recently and I've got two, both from the US, both from the United States, or at least that's where the iTunes was logged into. So the first one from Hudder20, and they said, thanks for your details in teaching and explain your feeling like us as a learner. So thank you for that kind of review. I appreciate it. And yeah, I do think it's important for me to try to teach in a way that also puts myself in your shoes. So I'm glad you could see that. The other one from Mish SS, and they said, thank you so much, you are the best. I'll never get tired of reading these compliments. So <laughs> thank you very much to both of you for sending them. And for those of you who are interested in the courses I'm making on levelupenglish.school, my website, then I've released a new one this week, or actually last week now. So this was the ultimate phrasal verbs course. So there are four courses in total now. There's two for phrasal verbs, one for expressions, and another one which is a catch-up of all of the email lessons I've been giving out, all of these free email lessons. So if you want to find a community and kind of improve your English there, use the courses, join in the discussion, then you can head over to the website and I'd love to see you there and welcome you in to the community as well. Okay, so I've got an audio message today. So let's have a listen to this message and see what we can talk about. Hello, Michael. Congratulations on your wonderful podcast. I've been listening to your podcasts for the last couple of months and I'm enjoying every bit of it. 
your speech is crystal clear. Well, I'm Dharmendra Shet from Surat, India. I'm a full-time student and part-time teacher of English. One of the things which I would like you to help me with is the rhythm of English. Many non-native learners of English like me, we get a lot of material online in terms of the sounds of English or the word stress. But one of the things which is probably the most difficult for people like us is the normal, natural, spontaneous rhythm of English. So do you think you could help? Thank you very much. So thank you, Darmendra. And sorry for pronouncing your name badly, but thank you very much for that kind audio message. I really appreciate you taking the time to leave that. So Darmendra asked about the rhythm of English. So there's a lot of material on sounds and word stress, but the rhythm and the kind of spontaneous rhythm is much more difficult. And I completely understand what you mean. First of all, I should say you already sound very good. So don't worry too much. You've got a great level of English. But I do have some points to talk about that hopefully will help. So as you said, stress is very important for a good rhythm as well. Now you need to get a grip on that word stress in sentences. So you know where to stress different words, how to pronounce different words. So for those who don't know, stress is where you put more emphasis on a part of the word. So one random example, we don't say promote or promote. We say promote, promote. And of course, that's why it's important to hear the audio when you learn a word and not just learn from reading. And when it comes to stress, however, I would recommend not getting too caught up in the rules of each word because it's impossible to remember everything. So just make a conscious effort to copy what native speakers say with exactly the same tone and pitch. And I'm giving this advice because this is kind of my tactic in Chinese as well. If you want to remember the tone and the pitch of every word, it's just not really possible. So it has to be a kind of natural way. Just focus on the sound and repeat that sound and it will become more natural to you. And, you know, some languages around the world vary in how monotonous they can sound, which means how if they go up and down and up, or if they just stay very flat. So depending on your native language, trying to copy English might sound a bit like singing because in many accents in English, we tend to go really high up when we're surprised or nervous. And then we also go quite far down for other reasons as well. So it's up and down all the time. And it's good to kind of listen carefully and try to mimic that as well. Another disclaimer, keep in mind that every speaker has their own rhythm and sound. So for example, someone in the south of the USA will sound completely different to me here in England. So we'll have a different rhythm. Um, maybe they will talk slower or faster. They will pronounce things completely differently yet it's still English. 
So just because you don't sound like me doesn't mean you don't have good English. So that's really important to remember as well. I have four or so pieces of advice in regards to this rhythm question. Firstly, learn whole sentences. This is something I say all the time on the podcast and my YouTube channel. Um, so avoid learning single words without context. And it, again, it's very similar to tones in Chinese. If you know, if you are Chinese or you know a little bit about Chinese, you know, every word has a tone and the tone will change the meaning of the word. It doesn't necessarily change the meaning in English, although sometimes it can, but there's still a tone that you have to kind of say in the correct way. And in different situations, it can be more or less important. Depends on the situation. But yeah, so English moves up and down and the flow from one word to the next is quite unique. And it cannot be learnt by just adding individual words together. So for example, when you start learning English or any language, of course, we say word by word. So it's very slow. For example, I might say, I want to go to work. So every word is very separate and there's no connection between them. Of course, it's understandable. That's fine. But it doesn't have that kind of natural rhythm that we're looking for. So as you get more advanced, you want to learn how words connect together. And this is why it's so important to learn the whole sentence and not just a word individually. I'll give you some examples. Do you want to go to the park later? So hopefully you could hear that rhythm and understand that. I said, do you want to go? But I said it very quickly. I said, do you want to go? Do you want to go? So you see the sound of do you squishes into like a J sound, like do you wanna, do you wanna, do you wanna go? Not everyone speaks this way, but this is common. And of course, if you learn the word do you want individually, you will never know how it sounds put together. So this is why it's so important to be learning phrases. Here's another one. See if you can catch what I'm saying. You must have been so tired. You must have been so tired. Yeah, this one, I'll say it word for word. You must have been so tired. So must have becomes must have. You must have been tired. One final one. Wait here for a bit. Wait here for a bit. So again, I'm not saying wait here for a bit. I'm saying for a bit. Very quickly, for a bit. So I hope that kind of gives you that example as to why we need to learn collocations and phrases in context and avoid learning individual words when possible. My next piece of advice is to get lots of real listening practice. So, of course, not just in textbooks. 
This is a very long process, but exposing yourself to natural speech will get you used to the sounds. And it's really gradual. It's not something you can work on overnight in this way. But many learners find their pronunciation, such as the vowel sounds and the rhythm, they improve over time without them even realising. So you just have to have faith that it's getting better. So as you're enjoying your English studies, you're practising, you're immersing yourself, you are slowly improving. It's just very slow, so you can't see it. One example I always think of is a very famous YouTuber called PewDiePie. Now, many of you might know him, um, PewDiePie. He's a Swedish YouTuber, but he's been on YouTube for about 10 years now. And if you go back to his very first videos 10 years ago, he still had very good English, but he had that Swedish accent. And he was pronouncing some vowels a bit strangely, you know, some areas to improve. Now, if you watch him 10 years later, he sounds basically like a native speaker really fantastic English. And as far as I, as far as I know, he hasn't really studied English in the past decade. He's just been immersing himself in video games and spending time in England, talking to English people. And with that practice, he's slowly improved over time. So I believe that anyone can do that too. You don't have to live in England, by the way. My next tip, again, I don't want to sound patronising. It's very simple, but I think people need to be reminded, and this is to practice speaking. So speaking and practicing longer collocations will help cement them in your mind. So firstly, a collocation is a word or phrase that we often say. The one I always say as an example is, I'm going to take a shower. Take a shower. It doesn't really make sense to take a shower because we're not taking anything. But it's just the phrase that we say, take a shower, have a shower. And if you practice those phrases and collocations, it will cement in your mind, which means just like cement in building, it hardens, it stays in your head and does not leave. And I found this in my language studies too. Now, when I started speaking, I would always say things word for word, and it was very slow. I felt very bad for my teachers. But now, you know, of course, I'm far from perfect, but I can say entire sentences without really thinking, because it's just like a commonly used collocation. So one example I often say, because I have other lessons to get to, at the end of a class, say my Japanese classes, I will say, I have to leave five minutes early today, obviously in Japanese. At the beginning, I would say, uh, I have to leave five minutes, like very slowly, very painfully. And before I even got to the end of the sentence, my teacher knew what I meant. And that was kind of annoying because I wanted to finish my sentence. But now I've said it so many times. It's such a common phrase. I just say, very quickly, basically like, I've got to leave five minutes early today. You know, try and have that rhythm if you keep practicing. The final tip is a more practical one, and this is to 
record your voice. So again, fairly simple, nothing groundbreaking, but it can be difficult to hear where you're, where you need to improve and what you're missing without hearing yourself. Now, I think my voice sounds quite nice, but then when I listen back to the podcast, I, oh, I sound horrible. So you really do sound very different to how you think. And the same goes for in English as well. So record yourself talking English, maybe even having a lesson with your tutor and listen back to it. I know it's embarrassing, but you'll really see where you need to improve. It could even be like a daily or weekly practice to keep doing this. Firstly, it's great to have that log. You can like look back on how you've progressed in your listening over the years or over the months. That would be great. But secondly, it's just good practice to talk to yourself. So another example is when you're cooking a meal, you know, pretend like you're on a cooking show. So, right, I'm going to put the flour in the bowl, whisk it with the eggs and all that kind of stuff. And say it out loud as if you're talking to someone, even if you're alone. And just that practice is really good at helping you build that rhythm, even if no one is there to help. That's pretty much all I have to say on this topic. I really hope it was useful. It's not really a topic I thought about before, actually. So I'm really, I really enjoyed exploring this topic and thinking, thinking about how it could be improved. But if you have any more ideas, anyone listening, I'd love to hear. So you can head over to levelupenglish.school, comment on this podcast, join the community, whatever you like. And I'd love to hear if you have any other ways to improve the English speaking rhythm. Because, of course, I might have missed something. I'm not perfect. I don't think I need to say that. (laughs) And by the way, if you would like to leave a question to be answered on the podcast, you could leave a written one or an audio one. Those are the best for me. And you could also have your voice heard by many people on the podcast. So you can go to levelupenglish.school forward slash podcast. Leave your question don't worry. I know it's very scary, but don't worry if you hesitate or you have lots of pauses. If you ask me to, I would be happy to edit your question to kind of cut out the pauses if you're not so confident. So don't worry about that because I know I would have the same fear if I was leaving a question. But I'm sure your English is much better than you think. I think that's the case for most people. So I'd love to get your questions because this is a podcast for you. I'm making it for you guys and I really I'm glad that you're enjoying it. Before I start waffling too much, I'm going to end it here. So thank you for listening today. Have a fantastic rest of your week and see you next time. Goodbye. You have been listening to the Level Up English podcast. If you would like to leave a question to be answered on a future episode, then please go to levelupenglish.school forward slash podcast. That's levelupenglish.school slash podcast. And I'll answer your question on a future episode. Thanks for listening.